Welcome to the Safe Enough Podcast. This podcast is an exploration of what it means to feel safe enough in order to live the kind of life or make the kind of changes and transform our lives into those with all the love, connection, belonging, and purpose that we seek and strive for. My name is McPherson Warabek, founder of the It Begins to Move studio. I'm a safety and self-worth recovery partner, and I'm so happy that you're here. This is the last of four episodes on the basics of feeling safe enough to heal and make changes towards a life that's full of love, connection, belonging, and purpose. In episode eight, I defined safety. In episode nine, I talked about why I think it's time to go beyond trauma-informed approaches. In episode 10, I talked about how to make real lasting change in a way that is effective and also gentle. And in this episode, I'll talk about what's at the heart of safety when using a nervous system-informed approach. It really is all about you and in the best possible way. So French philosopher Maurice Merleau-Ponty famously said, quote, we know not through our intellect, but through our experience, end quote. And this ties right in with the polyvagal theory and a nervous system informed approach because it's your experience of a situation or an environment or an interaction or even a memory that determines whether your nervous system does or does not feel safe in a given moment. And whether your nervous system feels safe or not has a direct impact on what you feel and what you do as you experience what's happening in every given moment. And as I said in the last episode, episode 10, all for naught, your nervous system must feel safe in order to make deep and lasting, healthy and positive changes, if that's what you're after. But the most important point I'd like to make is that what feels safe to you is dependent upon your experience of safety, no one else's. And this may sound pretty basic, obvious even. However, I think it's really easy to forget how much we allow other folks' ideas about what safety is or the way that it should be to influence the way that we allow ourselves to feel as though uh, like situational safety is objective and universal. It isn't. It is actually subjective and individual. It can only be defined by each person for themselves. Have you ever felt uneasy about going somewhere or being around certain people or doing something only to have someone else say something like, it's safe, you're fine. Or how about relax? There's nothing to be scared about as though their defin definition of safety should apply to you, or worse, that their definition of safety is universal and should apply to everyone? Well, as Merleau-Ponty says, we know through our experience, and Stephen Porges's polyvagal theory is so brilliant because it highlights the neurobiological backup of this kind of statement, that safety is subjective and de defined by you and your individual experience. Because physiology doesn't lie. Your body doesn't lie. Your body cannot pretend to feel safe when it doesn't. And thank goodness, that means that you have a, de a dependable tool with you at all times that can guide you towards what is life-giving and fulfilling 
Okay, so let me qualify that statement by saying that if you've experienced some pretty serious, tough, traumatic events in the past and they haven't yet been unwound or haven't yet been unwound fully in the presence of a trustworthy, resonant connection with another person, your body may not feel like a safe place to be. It may not feel like you can rely on it, and that's okay. It's a stinky kind of experience to feel that way, but it is a completely understandable result of having some really tough things happen to you or for you. Over time, with the right kind of validating, with the right kind of um, empathic and friendly connection, your body can become a really safe and comforting place for you to check in with, for you to reside in. And it can become an unconditional source of your own wisdom and strength. Bit by bit, slowly, it can become that. And if you don't feel like you're there yet, I hope you keep looking for, for the right kind of folks that are totally ready and able to help you through that process. Those folks are out there, I promise. You're not failing if you haven't found them yet. You just have to keep looking for them. For the longest time, I was like, something must be wrong with me. I must, I must be repelling these kind of people if I still haven't found them. And then I found them. And then I could be totally validated that nothing was wrong with me for feeling like my body was not a safe place. I had to learn how to have a safe relationship with it and I needed someone safe to help me do that. And I, I did eventually find actually quite a few, quite a few people like that. Now I know what to look for and I know what to run away from. So I say that to you um, in case you haven't yet found those people, please know they are out there. They are out there, people that have capacity to, to be with you and to help you and support you in developing a safe relationship with, with your own body and your own self. I promise. Just keep looking for them. Um, so shame and vulnerability researcher Brene Brown um, she says that in order, quote, in order to empathize with someone's experience, in order to empathize with someone's experience, you must be willing to believe them as they see it and not how you imagine their experience to be, end quote. And I think that this quote highlights the point that I was just making. There are folks out there who have the self-regulation, the emotional capacity and maturity to be able to honor your experience of safety just as you need it, or what you need to feel safe according to you and only you. Especially if they disagree with you, because true empathy acknowledges that different folks have different experiences, that experiences are subjective, unique to the folks who have them, as Merleau-Ponty says. So like I said in episode eight, what is safety? I heard Stephen Porges once say during a conference keynote, quote, the mistake we make is to think that we're like everyone else. There's great variability, end quote. I just want to repeat that. There's great variability. And therefore, I hope that all of this affirms your right to define safety in your own terms, 
in accordance with your own unique nervous system and what it needs. The next time someone says something invalidating to you when you're feeling scared, like, there's nothing to be afraid of, I hope that you can actually respond with something like, actually, something here feels scary for me. I hope that you'll be able to support me or at least give me room to feel my feelings. Because your safety is so, so important. Healing can't happen without it. This foundational part of feeling safe enough to try something new and create change, it really is all about you. And what it brings, oh man, what it brings is it's exactly the things that you're hoping for, that you're working so hard for. It's that experience of life that is connected, that is peaceful, that is everything you want it to be. Well, this concludes the series of four episodes on the basics, the basics of feeling safe enough to heal and make changes towards that kind of life that is full of love and connection, belonging, and purpose. If you find all this interesting, please leave a review and subscribe so that you know exactly when the episode, the next episode drops. And if there's any topics that you'd like me to cover, please make those suggestions in the comments and review section. Also feel free to check out current and future offerings at my website, itbeginstomove.com. This is McPherson with the Safe Enough podcast and It Begins to Move a studio. I'm so glad that we're here together. I'll see you in the, in the next episode and take care, kind soul.